Welcome, listeners. This is the Dream Stream, and I am Yiska Cook here with my fellow dreamworker, Ellen Ronis. Hello, Ellen. Hello, Yiska. So good to see you. Nice to see you too. And I'm glad you're dreaming again because I think last time we spoke, you weren't having them so memorably or so easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I am glad too. And yeah, yeah. I was just sharing with you that I, I prayed for, I prayed for some dreams and, yes. and, and received. Yes. Yeah. So beautiful dream incubation. It's amazing. You ask, you ask for a dream before you go yeah. to sleep. And this is in, in many religions and many cultures. This is a thing where um, the sages of yore used to write down their question on a piece of parchment, Jewish sages, and put the parchment under their pillow. And the story goes that then when they woke up, the answer would be written on the parchment. But obviously, well, um, or not, uh, when they woke up, they would have dreamed about that quandary. They would have received an answer. And, Mm -hmm. And, you know, life isn't always so simple and so I like to give myself three nights to realize an answer yeah in my dream yeah yeah sometimes it takes a little while to put it all together yeah what the answer is and and sometimes the question isn't the right question right that, <laughs> you know that's really really good that's true right right we have to be flexible in terms of what we receive yeah Oh, okay. Maybe that's what's really the mess. That's really the information I need, not the answer to that question. Did you want to do that dream that you were praying for, or do you want to do the dream about our deceased loved ones? Um, Well, I definitely want to hear your dream. Well, I don't want to do mine unless that's going to be like the theme. The theme. Let's make it the theme then. Let's go for that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to be sad alone. <laughs> well, yeah, my, I wasn't sad actually. I know. I know. So we share it with, with our listeners. Yes. Yeah. Do you want me to shoot yes. first? Okay. So, um, I'm in a, what seems like a diner. Um, and I'm with my whole family, my, my parents, my dad is passed, but he, in, in my vision was there. I knew, I knew it was just a vision of him that he wasn't actually there, but I, he, I saw him there sitting at the table with everybody else. My nieces, my nephew, my siblings um, were all there and my mom and um, my friend Lydia was there and she was sitting across from my dad and my dad, I'm not sure if, if anyone else was seeing this or if it was just me seeing it, he took like some like a seed or a nut or something and he gave it to Lydia and he kind of put it in her mouth out of his mouth into her mouth i don't know if it was in his oh, mouth okay. but it was very intimate i think that's why i keep like making this gesture i don't okay. think he gave it to her but there was something very intimate about it but like not sexual just intimate yes. like yeah like a connect there was some kind of a connection that he yeah. I don't know what, you know, anyway, he gave this thing to her and then everyone could see that she now had this thing in her mouth that she didn't like a second ago. Oh. Like it was 
it probably appeared like magic to them. But I knew that my father's spirit was present. And that's, that's how I knew because he did something that he kind of, I don't even know how, it's hard to even explain. Right. He brought the spirit world into the yeah, exactly. yeah, world. Transported through the veil or something. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that and nobody saw him, but I, but, but the, but it was almost like he was proving, he was proving that he was, that his spirit was there by, yeah, by taking something in, in the physical plane yeah. and, you know, making it appear somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know why it was Lydia or why she was there. Or, and why it was a seed. And why the seed, yeah. Yes. Yeah, why a seed? I mean, for me, a seed has so much potential. Mm. Yeah, the full potential of the plant it will become or the tree that will grow here. You know, that there's, there's potential to start something new. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 So did your family used to go out to a specific diner? It, it definitely felt like, um, you know, I grew up in Long Island and diners are big there. You know, yeah. it's a really big thing. People hang out in diners. In New Jersey too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know I got to Santa Fe. It's like, where are all the Where's a diner? I just want to go to a diner. You know? eat around here. Have some breakfast at a diner. <laughs> yeah. If you want a burrito, you can get that just about anywhere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, not there. So, um, so that was kind of familiar. It wasn't, I mean, it didn't feel like, oh, it was that specific diner, but it felt like a familiar yeah. diner, like, yeah. a, you know, a New York diner kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it was my family. It was yes. pretty, pretty, um, true to the timeline. Um, how terms, old they are now in or... terms of how old they are, which is unusual because I, ha we haven't been all together in, can't even say how many years it's been since all of us, including nieces and nephew have been together. It's been a but very, very long How long your, how old your father was in the beginning? He seemed like almost, you know, older, but not as old as he was when he died. He was oh, 85, okay. so maybe he was yeah. like in his like late 70s or something. Totally. Yeah. I find that in dream visits with our deceased loved ones, they're often looking their most vital, not vital, but like the most vibrant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to share a dream also that I had in this time about my parents. But, um, you know, they look, they look younger. They almost have a shining quality about them. You know, my dad was wearing white shirt. His hair was longish, like it used to be in the, in the early 80s, you know, and, but, but still silver hair. Yeah. So um, should I just launch right into my dream? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I had a dream that I was sitting on the porch sitting in like a deck chair on the porch. And um, I was, it wasn't the shape of my house. My house is a different shape than this, but I was looking at down and to the side. It's like an L shape. At the bottom of the L, there were these guys who were patching up the roof, that um, patching up a hole where there was a hole in the roof. And um, 
And so I wanted to walk over to them to tell them there's also a problem with the roof over my bedroom, which my son Phelan keeps telling me and seeing if these guys could go patch that up next. Um, they said yes. And then I realized my dad was there, you know, and he's not deceased. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. My dad was there. He was sort of supervising these workers. He was like helping me get this done, you know, supervising. And then, um, and then I went back and sat on the chair. And then I was like, oh, wait. And at the time, well, I won't go into that yet. And I was like, wait a minute, dad's here. He's not in the hospital. And so I, I think I'm going to hug him. So I go back over to him and I give him a big hug. And then my mother, who is deceased, kind of steps out of a shadow. And I'm like, mom, what are you doing here? I've never had that kind of response to seeing my mom in a dream. It, mm -hmm. it actually feels like a gift. It feels like a great gift. Mm -hmm. And she, my mom is a beautiful woman and she always had like blonde windswept hair and, and she used to put flowers in her hair like mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. and listeners, you have to remember, you know, I was born in 1970. So there's a lot of flower child energy that comes, even though my parents weren't hippies, you know, they were goody two shoes. My mom was a goody two shoes. But um, so in the dream, I felt like, mom, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be here because you're dead. And I guess it was a feeling of like, I'm not relinquishing my dad to death yet. It's my feeling. And then I woke up feeling really bad about how I felt about my mom being there. Mm. Hmm. Was, did your mom, was the implication that she was going to take him? The implication was that she was there to greet him. You to know, greet him, like as in the pearly gates kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. when he dies, uh -huh. he'll be there to greet him. I mean, isn't that what we've heard? Like, it's your loved ones and some people maybe see Jesus or, you know, whomever but or your loved ones but there's an idea that we somebody meets us after mm -hmm. death mm -hmm. so um right hmm. my my thinking was she was there to welcome him to the afterlife hmm. Hmm. and you were and you felt sad i felt sad yeah mm -hmm. because i've never felt like she shouldn't be here if she ever comes to visit in a dream Mm. something I want I long for you know asked for and yeah. um and then to feel like ooh, I don't know it it makes me sad my dad's been dealing with a lot of um health issues right now and um one of them is a um, paralyzed diaphragm that happens on a nerve a nerve so he had cancer or had cancer he had radiation therapy and it damaged a nerve in his neck and that caused like this is not an uncommon problem it was news to me i didn't know anything about this um but um so there's an idea to put a what's called like a pacer it's almost like a pacemaker for your diaphragm mm -hmm. so there's a pacemaker in the heart i guess 
you know, as you keep beating the heart, mm-hmm. and the diaphragm pacemaker would, I mean, I don't really know. I guess the diaphragm like pushes the air into our lungs. Do you know, you're, you're a body worker. What is the diaphragm? Yeah, well, right. The diaphragm is really, ha- it's, the, it's our breathing mechanism, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. kind of like, it's like a little umbrella that kind of, it's yes. like, through our bodies like this and it kind of goes like this and like this and exhale and it kind of massages the organs when it goes down and lifts up and that's where right that's where the lungs expand yeah and if the diaphragm is compromised our lungs can be compromised yeah and he's saying it's so terrible so Mm -hmm. tomorrow they're going to the neurologist to see what but Mm -hmm. of course there's a fear i mean dad is what he was born in 42 so in september well he turned 78 you know mm-hmm. oh man yeah but he, yeah. i guess and I, I lost my mom when i was 25 she was 50 now i'm 50 mm. yeah i don't want to lose my dad yeah 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 so i just find that so interesting that both of our deceased yeah. loving parents, you know, came for what we both consider a dream visit, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm just both wondering if there's, you know, some other... What, what do you make of, um, of the... Well, can I give you my hit about the hole yes. in the roof? Yes, yes, please. Um... Somehow when you said something about the hole in the roof over your bed, yeah, made me feel so vulnerable. Oh. I felt so vulnerable. I was like, I wanted to like <laughs> cover up. Blankets. Yeah, it's like you're suddenly exposed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And somehow, I don't know, somehow your dad is fixing that. That's or he's supervising the fixing of, of it so he also has memory struggles right now and when i, I did tell him my dream i wanted like because he can't tell stories and he can't talk much he's not strong enough in his wind so i uh-huh. call him and then i want to tell him stories so we can just mm-hmm. get on the phone with each other so i told mm-hmm. him that dream you were over you know i didn't tell him i didn't tell him the whole dream i didn't tell him my mom was there mm-hmm but I said, you were supervising and getting it done for me. And my dad laughed and he was like, yeah, I'm really bad at stuff like that. I'm like, well, me too. <laughs> yeah. But it was, a, it was a nice connection with us. Yeah. Well, that's very sweet. That's a gift. Yeah. 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 Maybe he got to be like super dad in the dream. <laughs> you know, and he looked so handsome. It looked like it was a dream visit. Well, it was a visit because he was in in Florida or at the hospital in Florida. Mm-hmm. It was like a dream visit. You know? So is that why you said you were surprised that he wasn't in the hospital? Because he actually is in the hospital. Oh, oh yeah, he's not right now, but he was at the time I dreamed that. Okay, right, right. Okay. It's not right now. Mm. Is there anything specific that you um, want to know? Um, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was I, just maybe a feeling, a feeling I kind of a dream. Day because I just feel so unwilling to relinquish 
my dad, not that we've been in each other's lives so much over the yeah. decades, but, um, but, you know, I think my mom didn't die. She, when I was 25, my mom died. She didn't die until it was Sukkot. I was sitting out in my sukkah and I said, okay, God, take her home now. Okay. And, and, and I have to backtrack a little and say when I was 17 and she was diagnosed with cancer, I shook my fist up at God and I said, you don't tell me when she dies. I tell you, she's mine. That's how I felt. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and so, and then, and then it was that moment when I finally said, okay, take her home now. She was in mm. so much pain. Mm. And, and did she, is that when she died? Wow. That night. And at first I was like, I didn't mean right away. <laughs> and the second thought was like, wow, I'm so powerful. <laughs> but then the third recognition is that I was able to let go. Yeah. So she yeah. was able to pass on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she probably knew that, you know? Yeah. She could probably feel that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I can't. That's hard. That's it's just, hard. So young, you know, so young. It's, it's too young. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah, 50 too young. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not 50s, not too young to lose a parent, but, you know, it's. No, a, it, well, it is so kind of. What else do you remember about the diner? It is kind of. Anytime. Yeah, I mean, we expect our parents to die in their 80s or whatever. You know, we just, we just, you know, we expect that. Right, right. Right. What else about the diner, Alan? Do you have any recollection of what anyone ordered? No, everyone sort of faded away once the interaction between my father and Lydia was happening. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's so curious. It's just curious because it's it's even hard. You know, like it's hard for me to describe exactly what happened because I'm not really sure. It just yeah. feel, felt like somehow my father gave her something, and it was then it was in her mouth, and then everyone could see. But but in the dream, I didn't I didn't notice anybody seeing that. I saw it, and maybe yeah. it was just a proof to me. Yeah, exactly. Didn't and have it. Even though I saw him and I knew he was there and I knew he was in spirit, even though he looked totally like himself. I just want to remind our listeners that we dealt with a dream of Ellen's some months ago that she was the only one who could see her deceased dog, Seamus, and, and you, no one else could see him. And then he made a sissy on the floor. And he said, you do that, can you? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's so funny. You remember my dreams more than I do. I know. That's how I know people. It's from their dreams. <laughs> right? And, and right. Exactly. Oh, yes, that's right. That was, I was like, right, that's proof that he's, <laughs> he's here. And similarly, the, the scene is proof. Yeah. The urine. So, maybe I, maybe I, that's just another you know when i prayed for a dream yeah. um this wasn't the dream i received it was the day before but when i prayed i was praying to feel connected to god to to know that you know i was yeah. saying to know that you are there to know yeah. that god is there with me you know to know that god is with me so you know maybe that's just that that's just one of the ways oh, that, that old prayer 
<laughs> like for everything we do in our lives, we should have, you know, we should ask for help from our higher power. Sure. Really. Well, this wasn't so much help from the higher power as yeah. I want to know that you're there. It wasn't even like, I need you to help me with okay. something. It was just like, can you just let me know that you exist in me or that you exist? Because right now I'm feeling really, yeah. really disconnected from that part of myself. Yes. So, you know, maybe that was just. Do you go hiking? Do you hike around those red rocks? I just came from a hike. It's why I feel like I'm like a little tired. And that's okay. why my hair was wet when I first got off the phone because I took a shower. That um, was yeah. like, I go hiking often, like almost every day. I always uh, felt that that was my God time. It totally, it really is. Although sometimes I could be very mind chattery on a hike. Okay. Sometimes I'm just it's, it's fabulous. I'm so quiet yes. and so with everything around me and just with my own self. Today was a little bit like, uh, monkey mind, monkey mind. And I actually stopped at one point and I was like, shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, was like oh. fucking shut up. Shut up. Just shut up, man. You shut up, man. We're on YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And it would kind of worked. It kind of worked to yeah. like calm me down and like quiet me down. And But yes, I do. And I love it. And it is like a saving grace for me. For sure. One minute. Okay, time. Oh, um, uh, okay. I have to take this. Hello. Hi, love. You're sleeping at Yannick. Okay, sweetie. Have have a great time. Okay. Thanks for calling. Love you. Bye. So sorry. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, so Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, and he is the grandson or the great-grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, and the Baal Shem Tov is, um, it means master of the holy name, but he was a mystic. He kind of started Hasidut, all the Hasidic movements, is a Baal Shem. So mm -hmm. his great-grandson had coined a phrase called Hit Bodidu, H I T B O D U T, and it's just crying out to God, mm. out your heart and soul to God. Mm. And then he also had said other statements like the the um, the life force of the leaves and the flowers and the trees will will help your prayer ascend on high. Mm. So that's one thing I always love to do when I was in the woods is just cry out to God, just pray. Mm, it's, yeah, it's funny, like I, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, I have been feeling like I really want to process in that really visceral, vocal way. Yeah. Like I just, I feel like this stuck anger and just rage and I don't know, stuff. And I just, I can't find the space for it. I mean, probably could, could do it on a hike, but I never know when someone's going to come around the corner. <laughs> you right. know, I really, it's not a very crowded area where I am. It's pretty okay. quiet, but there yeah. are people here and their trails are kind of behind people's houses. So I don't know. I just feel really intimidated. Maybe you could do it, in do it your head, you know, hmm? I, don't, I said, maybe you could do it in your head. Yeah, what? I maybe, but I think it would, it's really, you know, I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm very body oriented like that a physical yeah. body expression of yeah. things like moving things through. Yeah. 
<coughs> it's very dry here. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's like we are in such a drought and it's windy and dusty. When I used to live in New Mexico, I wrote a poem called Prickly Pear Extends Dancing. Can I share it? Yeah. Footprints in the rock, splinter in my finger, chill, shine, setting sun. Do thrill me, alligator, alligator, yucca, juniper, wind with ears, desert flower, bloom hardy, red. The air is clean, I do declare. Swift. <laughs> That's funny you put alligators in Santa Fe. Or well, I was doing alligator junipers. The juniper for the juniper trees. There are near like a Sedona are called alligator juniper. Oh, I, di I didn't know that. So, and I wrote that when I was like 20. So, just <gasps> so you remember that. You have such I a good did. memory. Yeah, that's amazing. I remember my poetry. Oh, wow. That's so and cool. That's another thing I would do on my hikes, which mm -hmm. I can't take anymore, um, or I'm not taking presently. But I would recall and recite all of my poetry because it's all spoken word. I wrote it outdoors and I, and I wrote it to a rhythm of walking. And so I, I remember it also when I'm walking. So uh, that's another way to connect. I guess more with, you know, with God, yes, but also with my deeper self. Yeah. Your creative self. Yes. Expressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is there anything you would like to know about your diner dream? I guess I'm most curious about why Lydia. Yes. Oh, I wanted to explore that. Yeah. Like, I mean, and yeah. she was in, the, in, in another dream that I mentioned earlier um, before yeah. we started recording. But um, yeah, tell me about Lydia. You know, she's very, she's, she's, a, she's my friend that I've known since I was 13. Nice. And um, very, very long-term, deep, soulful connection. Um, we don't always agree on other things, some things, <laughs> some right. kind of sometimes some important things right now, political and whatever things about what's going on in the world. Um, but, but somehow our heart connection supersedes everything. It's Wonderful. just, it's kind of almost like it doesn't really matter. That's what we have to all get to. We all have yeah, to it is pretty, I, actually, when I think about it, it, yeah, agreed. It's pretty amazing. Um, yes. And at the same time, it's also very, I can, be, I can get very frustrated. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I can get How very How can you not believe what I believe? Well, it's, it's partly that, but also, you know, she, she lives a, a very unique and d different kind of lifestyle in a certain, okay. in a certain way than, than me. I mean, not, it's not that different, really, but she's my hiking buddy, <laughs> so we go hiking a lot. But, okay. but, you know, there's just, yeah, there's just, I don't, I just some differences. and. Yeah. Um, things that can frustrate me and, and there's, she's like my soul, she's like my soulmate yes. in a way, yes. you know, it's yes. not romantic or lovers or anything right. like that. So she's just my, she's a soulmate. Yeah. I yes. would say. I, I have found there's some friends in my life that are absolutely in the same soul group as me. Yeah. When you meet them and you're like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, why? But um, yeah, it, yeah. It's say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like why? Why this? But um, 
but and you know we've we've come and gone with each other over the years but um we always kind of it is just always something very sweet and you know we've had a lot of laughs about goofy things and very deeply she's very 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 she operates okay here's here's probably the important part she operates from a very different level of existence than most people like she's i mean i would say it's um a, a very high spiritual level is kind of what it feels like to me like that it's closer to the spirit world oh. than the earth people really <laughs> yeah yeah okay. i mean I, that's the way i don't know i'm not sure how else to describe it but that's what it feels like she definitely doesn't operate on a, the same level as many people yes here on the earth does she live um, in santa fe mm-hmm. oh uh-huh yeah yeah yeah. And it doesn't mean she, I mean, she's, you know, she's got friends and she's like, sure, sure. she's abnormal, but, but she's unique. She's very unique. Sounds good. Um, yes. She thinks about things and mm-hmm. how she puts things together. And um, yeah, her thoughts about things are kind of unique. And so mm-hmm. something I think about where she operates from, like, so it's come up for me recently that I operate from the world, I've known this forever, from the world of feeling, which is yes. wonderful, but also not wonderful. Because I can get attached, all the time. Yeah, I can get attached to the feelings and think yeah. that if I don't feel great about, like if everything doesn't feel fantastic, then it isn't the right move or the right choice. Okay. Yeah. And that is absolutely not true. Right. And I can keep myself really stuck and held back okay. based on my feelings yes so i've been that's been pointed out to me and i wonder if the dream has something to do with oh yeah somehow you know my father being in the spirit world you know giving a message to my spirit soul friend yeah you know who's they're all a part of me really in a a sense too and the message is maybe to see things on this level of the spirit yeah yes i love it Yeah. yeah So switching again to the dream I dreamed, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that it being on the roof, I often look at, and I've been taught this by Jeremy Taylor, one of our dream teachers, that if you dream of a house, it's, it can emulate, emulate or um, be your physical body. So for represent. instance, it rep- represents thank you, yeah. your physical body. So if I dream of a staircase, it might be my spine. You know, if I dream of the basement, it's very likely my subconscious mind. Yeah, yeah. And if I dream of the roof, on the roof, it's like spirit. It's Mm -hmm. like the high, the highlands. Closest to the spirit, yeah. I I kind of feel like, I don't really go with, um, so, I mean, sometimes things are symbolic, but I don't really necessarily believe that, like, this means that and that means this. But I I like that, and that feels correct to me in my own experience yes. the higher up kind of makes yes. sense that it's closer to Absolutely. you know yeah so yeah. so maybe it's really um cool in a way that you know when i was saying i felt vulnerable when there was a hole over your bed yes. but maybe it's like that's good you know that feels like uh, opening like a moon roof yeah like a moon roof communicate with <laughs> like a soul spirit. your soul moon roof <laughs> that's, awesome. that's kind of cool right so it's like an opening for something you know something to um, come through 
something, maybe something new. And I also have this yeah. feeling that there's some other way to look at your mom and your dad in that dream where she isn't necessarily taking him away. Okay. I, I'm not feeling like that. In, if it, if okay. in your dream of my dream, in my dream of your dream, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling kind of like she's there to support you somehow in what's going on with your dad. Okay. It's um, not about, I'm going to, I'm ready to take him. Yes. So you and, and the way she backed back into the shadow, mm. she's out looking beautiful. I think she was wearing like a pink, you know, like spring sweater and then like a flower up in her beautiful wavy blonde hair. And usually I am like over the moon to see her in a dream. It's like mm. amazing. It's amazing. It's a pinnacle experience for me. And, um, and this was the first time I was like, what are you doing here? You know, you don't belong here. Mm. And she kind of just went back into the shadow. Mm. So mm. I think, so from that, I can glean that she's not taking him just yet, but fear not because she will be there to receive him. She, she will be, right. She will be supportive to his soul and maybe to you too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you, friend. Mm. You're welcome. That was great. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's cut it short just because we could babble for hours. Can. <laughs> As li regular listeners to our podcast, I'm like, no. So we're making a concerted <laughs> effort. We're trying to behave. Shorten this. <laughs> so oh, it's always amazing to speak with you, Ellen. Oh, thank you. And same here. I love, I love this connection and I love being able to, to talk about dreams and to bring this part of our, our lives and souls, you know, to each other and to yeah. whomever, Hopefully you know, is anyone who, you know, longing for dreams and don't even know it and <laughs> don't even know they're longing for their own wisdom. I, I wanted to ask you, you know, for our listeners, um, is this, is this space here some place where people could call in or um, to well, people could um email me on uh, my facebook page the dream stream okay the dream stream so um and then we can figure out we can they can zoom anyone could zoom with us this is dream work one-on-one -on -one, but also we do a lot of group dream work both ellen and i and so uh, more the merrier so if you feel called to work some dreams, um, email me on my Facebook page, The Dream Stream, and then I will get in touch with you. Yeah, great. I, I felt compelled to say that because I was talking about it with someone, yes. a, random, a random client that I don't really know that well. And um, she was like, oh my God, I dream so much and that sounds like so much fun. And so yeah. I was, I thought this, that would be interesting. So. I think that would be very interesting. Cool. So yeah. So anyone is invited. And yeah. um, thank you, Ellen. You're welcome. You, listener. Thank you for joining us. And in Hebrew, sweet dreams, holomod metukin. I know I in many languages. But I have nothing in my head, so I won't be. I might bon, bon rêve is what I remember in French. Say it again. Bon, bon, bon rêve. Bon rêve. Bon rêve. Oh, I like How that. Say it. Buen suerte. No, I always suerte. forget in Spanish. Suerte. It might be is that right? Suerte. Or 
Cologne, something. But check back in with us. We'll get more more languages to say. Okay, Alan. So I'm gonna say goodbye to you, my dear. Bye. Bye.